You're listening to 7-Minute Stories with Aaron Califato. This episode, The Lady of Maine. I had never been to Maine before. But I always wanted to go. I saw it in the movies when I was a kid. Didn't have a lot of money to travel. But I remember the rocky coasts and the, and the lighthouses standing strong over the ocean. And then when the waves would come in and crash into the rocks, it would create this foam that would just splash up. I could just picture it just hitting my face and I just goes into my nostrils and I could smell the salt from the ocean. And it would just inspire me to become a fisherman. And I would just want to be out on the water on a boat and I would just hear the sounds. Mm-hmm. I could just imagine myself out there. That was just a movie, just stereotypes. That's all I had. Lighthouses and lobster rolls. That's as far as I got when it came to Maine. Except in 2014, I got an email from a theater from Portland, Maine, and they wanted me to come out to perform a monologue that I was touring around the country. I was doing this monologue about student debt and essentially debt culture in America, and this theater wanted me to come out there. I was lucky. For the last three years, I've been touring around the country, but never gotten to Maine, and now is my chance. The theater told me, you know, we can't pay you a lot of money, but what we can do is pay you for the performance, give you a cut of the box office, and we'll give you artist housing. I was jazzed. You know, with this one, I wasn't going to sign a contract. This was just going to be an opportunity for me to go out to the frontier known as Maine. And this was my chance. So I jumped in my car and I make the 13-hour drive from Cleveland all the way to Portland, Maine. Weather was great. It was my car and I ate the gas, but I would make it up. And I had my TomTom GPS. There was nothing else that I needed. I mean, I kept sliding down the windshield, but I still had it. They were dependable. You just plugged it into the cigarette lighter. And I'm driving and I finally get out to outside of Boston, 495 loop. Traffic is terrible, so I pull over. I check my BlackBerry. I had one of those at the time. And I got an email from an NPR affiliate out of Portland. And they wanted to do a feature story about the play when I'm out there. Could life get any better? Artist housing and an NPR feature? I could just imagine me pacing back and forth in the theater, just rehearsing my lines. You hear me in the background, hey, student debt's really terrible. And then the NPR voice comes in. It's like, Aaron Califato has been traversing around the country, giving voice to a generation of people who are shackled with debt. He gives voice to a rebellion that asks, why can't we break free? I mean, it was just awesome. I was so jazzed. This was all in my mind, but I was getting so close. And I was outside of Boston. But the traffic kept getting worse. And there was some sort of an accident. So I wasn't just an hour or two or three delayed. I had to have been three to four and a half hours behind. So I call the artistic director from the theater. No answer. I call again. No answer. I call 10 times in the next hour. No answer. I'm so far away from home. I can't get a hold of the lady that's hosting me. And all I have is this address for the artist housing. But I figured there, they're just inspired people, artisans, hipsters walking around, smoking cigarettes, drinking lattes, changing the world. So I figured that won't be a bad thing. All I'll do is I'll show up to the artist housing, even if it's late, because I wasn't going to get in until 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. by that time. But I'll just show up. I figured they would just leave the door open for 
I get close to Portland, I get off of an exit, and the TomTom, every time I try to take my a turn into Portland, it keeps telling me to go to the outskirts. And I go, wait a second, why is it pulling me away? Maybe they gave me the wrong address. But I figured it's technology and I should trust it because it's usually never wrong, right? So I follow the TomTom direction and it takes me to the outskirts of Portland down this gravel road where there's only three houses. They look like decrepit wooden cabins in a horror film. The, the fog is coming off of the ocean. I had never seen anything like it. I couldn't even, even with my high beams, I could barely see anything. And at this point, I'm still like a scaredy cat. It's like 2 a.m. and I think I see figures all over the place. I've always been a nervous person. So I'm sitting, not even in a driveway, but on this dirt road in front of this house, which says is the address of the artist, artist housing. I don't see any artists. I don't even see a light on. I'm sitting in my car and I'm wondering what I should do. I mean, what if I walk into this house and they think I'm an intruder? I mean, are they even expecting me? What if the artistic director didn't tell this person I was showing up and now I'm just showing up in their doorstep? They're going to be pissed. What if they shoot me with a shotgun because they think I'm trespassing? Could you imagine someone comes to your door at 2 a.m.? You're not expecting them. What if you have a gun? I didn't know what the gun laws were in Maine. I was freaking out. What if it was a dog? What if they had a rabid dog that they used to protect themselves out in this wood, wooded area because they have all kinds of, I don't know, wild animals? And what if the dog thought I was a wild animal or a, tr- a trespasser and attacked me? These are all the things going in my head. But I was also exhausted. I'd been on the road for 16 hours and I needed to sleep. I had a performance tomorrow and I had to be present for my NPR interview. So I shut off the car, turn off the tom-tom, and I walk up to this house, up the steps to the front door and knock. No answer. I'm going to try a little louder. I knock again. Oh, a light comes on. And a little figure rises and starts walking towards the door. When you look through the front door, you can see sort of the blurry vision. It was a blurry, gray-haired old lady. I had to have been in a movie. She opens the door and she looks at me. She is terrifying looking, like a witch. She looks like a witch. I've been sent to a house where a witch lives. And she looks at me and she says, what are you doing here? Who are you? And I said, my name is Aaron. I'm a storyteller. They just told me to come out here. I thought this was artist housing. Is this the right address? She goes, artist housing, story to, oh, and kind of a light bulb goes out. She goes, oh, you're that person who's going to talk tomorrow. And I was like, thank God I'm in the right place, I think. She says, follow me. So I walk down the hallway. I'm crunching on something with my sneakers. I don't know what it is. She leads me into a bedroom that's attached to a bathroom, which is also attached to her room. I'm sharing a bathroom with this lady that I don't know. She says, this is our bathroom, and I go a lot. Good night. And she goes into her room, shuts the door. I'm left in my bedroom. I shut the door, look on the bottom of my sneakers, and I realize it was cat litter that I was crunching on. I was disgusted. I jump in the bed. I pull the covers up over me. And all of a sudden, I start feeling a pressure on my leg, my right leg. I feel a pressure on my left leg. More things jumping on me. I'm about to scream, and I realize that they are cats. Three, four, five, eight cats are crawling all over my body. I pull the covers up over my eyes. Tears are welling up. I want to scream. And I think to myself, God, I must love what I do. 
hope you enjoyed the episode. A lot of people have been coming up to Aaron and I at parties, sending emails and calling to tell us how much they love the podcast and ask when the next episode's coming out. A great way to stay connected is to visit the website, 7minutestoriespod.com. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, let more people know what you think about Aaron and his storytelling by rating and leaving a review. Lastly, the biggest compliment you can give us is to share your favorite episode with friends on social media. Thanks again for listening.